Good evening, fans. Tim Kittrow here, the voice of NBA Jam. And you're listening to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast, brought to you by CodeWritePlay.com. Whoa, boom shakalaka. My mom gave birth in 1985. I was blue within a Pac-Man ghost, barely alive. In the Cold War, my only blanket was Tetris. I played Rampart with Reagan Rampage, the world for breakfast. The laundry mat was my sanctuary. The arcade was my church. I thought I was resting. All right, hey, everybody. It's Todd Mitchell here. Welcome back to Game Dev Breakdown. Happy Monday. It is Thanksgiving week. Yesterday, so today when I'm recording this, is the, what, 15th anniversary of the launch in North America of the Xbox 360. When I first read that, I was like, hey, Xbox 360, who didn't love that? And then uh, somebody on Twitter very correctly reminded me that the Xbox 360 was a nightmare machine. I had all but forgotten the Red Ring of Death, which almost every Xbox 360 owner suffered through at least once. I think I had two go bad over that course of time, so regardless, there were some great 360 games. But the Xbox 360 ownership experience was a complete nightmare. <laughs> so, uh, take that as you wish. But in the, in the spirit of long-standing Xbox ownership and being a player on the Xbox platform, we're starting a series, and this will probably be interrupted by interviews, other special events and stuff, but we're going to gradually go through episodes about developing for consoles. And I want to do as many consoles as I can. Uh, if you know a little bit about my background, you know I my last project and many of my projects are for mobile. I've been through the mobile submission process many times now on, on many uh, devices, but I've always wanted to do console development, just haven't done it yet because I also haven't released a full game on PC in, in that same way. I've done game jams and small projects. None of that stuff's hit the Xbox because none of it's hit Steam. None of it's hit a comparable, you know, app store on the uh, PC. So, but I'm a huge Xbox fan. My, my friends and I play Xbox together regularly. So I thought that would be a great console to start with and here today when I'm recording on the anniversary of the Xbox 360 North American launch that's uh, uh, pretty fitting right so the way this will work is I'm going through the documentation the signups the registration processes I'm looking at every angle I possibly can about developing for these consoles from the perspective of say you can look at it a couple of ways. Say I'm an indie who has a game that I'd like to port to this, you know, to this console. How do I do that? Also, here's a more accurate position. I'm an indie who would love to make an Xbox game. That'd be great. I don't have anything in the works yet. I don't have a game done or prepared or anything. So how can I get the the basics set up? And And people say like, Often when I tell people I'm thinking about this, they go, oh, you can't, you can't look at that first. You can't start by looking at how would I develop for the Xbox. You have to do your project. You have to port it. You have to do. And I understand that's how it happens more often out in the wild. But there are legitimate reasons for wanting to do Xbox setup first if I primarily want to make a game for Xbox. And we've, we've talked to successful developers on the show who started by saying, I wanted to, uh, the person I'm thinking of here is, uh, Michael Hicks. If you caught that episode, 
He said that his very first thing was he decided he wanted to make an Xbox game because he loved the Xbox. And that was in the 360 days. So he learned how to code a game in Microsoft's XNA framework. We're going to talk about that here in a few minutes. And when it came time, he released a game straight onto the Xbox and did pretty well. He did okay. And that program he used at that time is not still in existence, but there's a comparable program that we're going to look at. So there are legit reasons. You, you want to make sure it's configured correctly. You want to make sure that you can integrate those services in your game. There are reasons to go Xbox first. So that in mind, I'm taking these two distinct approaches. One, I want to port a game. Two, I want to start with the Xbox development setup and then determine what I can do with it and play around. So we're going to try and figure out those two things in this episode. Now here, another reason... I thought it would be interesting to start with Xbox is because I have tried this before and it wasn't that long ago in like March, April. I had an idea for a game because there's, I'm not worried about anybody stealing this. I picked up disc golf, the sport earlier this year during pandemic and lockdown times. I, I wanted something fun to do with my son out in the backyard. And so we, we picked up some discs and a basket from Amazon and set it up out back and spent all kinds of lockdown time, just throwing Frisbees. So as I got to know this sport and started to watch it on YouTube, I learned that there's one popular mobile game that's called Disc Golf Valley. People really like that. But in terms of consoles, this was done like once on the PS3? Three or four? And it's like a mini game as part of one of those sort of uh, multi-sport games. Like, oh, you can play this and field hockey and just uh, several things, whatever it is. There was a small disc golf game in that multi-sport game. It looks fun. Like, it looks really cool, but it uses motion controls and stuff. There's really no go-to console experience for disc golf. And I thought, man, I could I could really uh, do pretty well there if I were to put together a good disc golf game that my buddies could play on a console and all these. It's got a huge community right now. There's tons of players, tons of new players to this sport. And I thought, okay, it would be great for this to be the thing I did on the Xbox. So I took a look and I found at that time, I felt like the new indie developer experience on the Xbox was kind of weird, kind of confusing. I got on and uh, I wanted to use Unity, but I was also willing to go into Visual Studio and just try to forge ahead from within the editor and use, I don't know, C Sharp or whatever I was going to have to do. I figured they'd probably have a C Sharp framework I could I could use and some APIs I could implement and you know, it wasn't going to be easy, but I figured it would be possible. Well, started with the Unity thing and it was so weird and so frustrating, I gave up. I was like, I, by, the, by the time I had something half buildable, like I never got it to build once I, I got the uh, Xbox tools in there, I didn't have any time left. Fast forward, we've got the Series X out now. And several times in, in the recent, I don't know, the last week or two, I've seen people go, and and they all happen to be kind of noteworthy game dev influencer accounts. They're all like, oh, Xbox is so great with indies and, you know, just give them some mad props because they they make it so easy for new indies and stuff. And I thought, for one thing, these are people I know have not put out any Xbox games recently. So that sort of stands out to me. And two... 
I've tried to start an Xbox project and I, I felt the complete opposite. I thought this was a terrible experience. I like Microsoft. I'm a Microsoft fan and I'm an Xbox fan, but this was a hideous experience right down to like, I could click on links and stuff and come up with 404 errors. It's like, they don't, I mean, they like the idea of indie developers. I'm sure they like indie publishers who turn indie projects into Microsoft sellable products and start getting those fees rolling in through the uh, game store. I'm not totally convinced that they love indies. I said we'd bring up XNA again. There used to be a program where Microsoft maintained a library called XNA. And if you learned that framework, you could set up a Visual Studio project and they had a really nicely fleshed out, well-performing framework called XNA. And you could Without too much difficulty, you could make an Xbox game that you could release as an indie on the uh, on the store. Well, I don't know how many years ago now. We talked about that with Michael Hicks also. Some years ago, they just went, we're not doing this anymore. We're not maintaining this project anymore. So what they did was, I mean, there was a big community that used this and they were enthusiasts. And Microsoft, I guess, got in touch with them. And said, you guys want this? And they just turned over the code and the rights to the code to this, this group. They based, they effect, I think they effectively outs, open sourced it and said, that's it. We're out. We're done. And so this community tried to maintain this as well as they could. Well, since that time, it did what open source projects do. They start to, I know this won't be popular with some of you. I'm sorry. A lot of open source projects go this way. Uh, sort of schisms kind of form and people tear off into groups. We end up splitting off into different versions. I, th- I feel like Python did this too, right? They got two like main versions and no one agrees on which should be the thing. Well, XNA did this too. Soon there was this, this purest XNA thing that tried to maintain XNA in the last known Microsoft form. And then there was this other group that was like, no, we need to build on this and make changes to it. And so it went these two different directions. There's one called FNA, or maybe there's two versions of FNA. The point is, it's a community-driven thing now, and Microsoft is no longer supporting it. And just because you made an XNA or FNA project doesn't mean you'll easily get it onto Xbox anymore. So that's another reason I feel like, I mean, you can say all day, we love indies. What are you doing to prove it? So with that said, and that groundwork laid, let's look at Xbox's actual setup for indie programs. And there are two main ones here. You've probably heard of, I don't know why it's called this. It's called ID at the at sign Xbox, ID at Xbox. If you go to xbox.com slash developers, it'll forward, it'll forward you to this main developer landing page. And it explains most of this on that page. And it <laughs> this will be a theme throughout this show, but they try to make it all sound like this is so simple. It, it's simplicity itself. So you, you get to this page and there's a, <laughs> you're, you're showing up with a, a, a hope and a dream, right? You go, okay, I, I've got this idea for a game. How can I make it for Xbox? Okay, so you show, you show up at xbox.com slash developers and you see at the top of the page it says, quote, once you create a title and get the fundamentals working, you can jump in and start coding with Xbox services, tools, etc. So to me, that already kind of says, hey, dreamers need not apply. And I think that's probably the main problem they have 
is people who <laughs> were, were probably all over their tools and all over their contact forms and stuff. I have a, I want to make the next Halo or, uh, you know, I've got a Doom project I'm going to make and you'll want to be on board with this. And they, they have to take everybody seriously, right? I think the idea is they want some kind of barrier for entry. And for them right now, it's if you have a working game, we can talk. Okay. So the site explains a three-step process. The first one is register with us. And it links to the uh, ID at Xbox program. And the other one is called creators for Xbox. I'll explain the difference. Step two is real quick, build and develop your game. Now, my first issue is here. If you're new to this, you don't, you're coming to this page to find out what are the tools? What are the frameworks? What engine should I use to do this? Well, their stance is, hey, ah, you build your game and then we'll talk about it. The third step is distribute your game. Okay, so we're going to start with the register, right? This is the point at which you have to figure out whether the ID at Xbox program or the creators program for Xbox is right for you. And if you click this link that says register with us, all it does is throw you further down the page to look at these two programs, ID at Xbox and creators program. ID at Xbox, as they explain, enables, quote, qualified game developers to self-publish digital games. It says ID at Xbox games are sold digitally in the Windows and Xbox One stores alongside all other games. They have access to the same discovery tools, recommendations, trending, a curated spotlight section, and more. You've seen all this. This is just, these are store pages on the Xbox. Great. That's where you want to be. There are viral discovery tools, such as your friend's activity feed. I don't know how viral that is. If, if you guys use that a lot, somebody tell me. I feel like that's that got added, and I don't even think I saw it for the first time for a couple of months. Twitch streams and upload studio videos also help players discover your games. So it's it's like any game, right? Great. That's, that is what you would want. Now, to do that, that has its own process. That's, f- what, four steps. Register. Submit. So there's a submission process for an idea for a game. Build, which is go ahead and build and develop your game, and then publish. Okay, so <laughs> now we're starting to branch out even further, right? This here's here's where I'll I'll tip my cards here. This is all extremely confusing for anyone when you're first learning about this. They have to clean this up if they want to prove, if they really want to prove they're interested in indies whatsoever, they have to overhaul this program top to bottom. Because not only is the process of developing a game, I'm sure, extremely frustrating, and I've seen proof of that all over the internet in, in terms of people's stories about how they actually did this. Even researching for this show was an exercise in extreme frustration. I'm telling you, like, I am even thinking about this for a couple of days has put me in a terrible mood. Trying to sort this all out was just awful. Because as part of it, I tried to set up a basic project in the program of my, my choosing to see if I could like, okay, now I've got something to play with. Now, now I could start a game project. So I went through all the frustrating steps again for, you know, because journalism, right? Oh my God, it's not gotten any better. (laughs) So the, the thing, the thing to know about this idea at Xbox program is it's part of what they call their managed partners program. So once you, apply and that's the process if you want to do this in this program you fill out an application with a bunch of intimidating stuff 
and they accept or reject you based on whether or not they want to work with you at all before they hear any ideas. So you apply to this program based on your background. I think, I feel like they make that pretty clear. And it's, the form is intimidating. On the application, it says, make sure to include your website and or other game development links in your application. So again, if you're new, it's pretty clear they're not, I don't know for sure that they would reject you, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to be very high on their list. Stuff that shows up on the form is legally registered business name. So if you don't have a business, you're at a, I don't know if you can even submit the form that way. Studio website, links to publicly available gameplay footage, trailers, etc. Middleware and engines used, Windows publisher ID. You've got a publisher ID, don't you? So the ID at Xbox program is the real deal. When you think about indies who have popular games on Xbox, this is where they're at because they're going after those main store pages and everything else. So the question becomes, before we dive further into ID at Xbox, what is the alternative? Okay, well, because, and keep in mind, ID at Xbox is you apply as a person or as a studio and they decide whether or not they're interested. And then once you're accepted, if you're assigned a contact at Microsoft, who you go to for everything, you sign an NDA, non-disclosure agreement. So that's why it's hard to research too far into that program because no one's supposed to be talking about it. You've got access to, I believe... At that point, they're willing to send you a hardware kit, a hardware development kit. And then as you want to make games, you pitch those games to Microsoft. So there's a concept approval process. So you can get accepted and they still still may say no to your individual games. So there's an alternative to this because that's, I mean, if you're new and you're a small studio or a solo developer like myself, it it's, feels crazy. It's like, I can't get through this process. They don't want to do this with me. My last thing was a small mobile game. I do game jams and stuff. They don't care about this. They don't want this on their, their platform. So there is an alternative, and this is closer to what I think Michael Hicks did back in the day and like a lot of those XNA developers would get to do. It's called the Xbox Creators Program. Their description of this is whether you're just getting into game development, finishing a student project, or looking to take your latest creation to the biggest screen in the house, the Xbox Live Creators Program is for you! Exclamation point. If your game integrates Xbox Live and follows our standard store policies, you are ready to publish. No concept approval required. Okay, great, right? Now, to get started, it still says, uh, create a dev account real quick, right? Okay, fine. So, I mean, you're going to need some kind of account, right? So you click on this link to create a dev account. You're hoping it's not going to look like the form you just saw for ID at Xbox. Well, it's not, but it takes you immediately to an account type selection. So you need to register as a dev, either an individual developer or a business. So, you know, you've started an official company for your studio and then you would do that. Now, there are fees attached to both of these. If you want to register as an individual, it's only $20. That's nice, you know, because this may not, this will not earn you a ton of money. Uh, If you want to register as a business, it's $99. Okay, it's a one-time fee, registered forever, I think. And that's about it. Once you do that, you're in the program, congratulations. And you can access what they call the, uh, they've changed this. At one time, they called it the Dev Center, and now they call it the Product Center. I'll probably correct myself about that here shortly. 
partner center. That's what it was. Once you've done that in the creators program, now you're in and you start working on your game. So to do that, you, you basically have to register the title of the game in the, uh, the product center. And that's the partner center. Sorry. The way that works is you, you create it in the partner center. You activate Xbox live as part of your project. So you say like, I'm integrating Xbox live into this app that I'm making in this dashboard thing. Then there are basically, you have to choose whether you want to, (laughs) it really looks to me like in the creator's program, you have to either use unity and not recent unity. We'll talk about that or visual studio with like, bring your own framework. It's just you and the universal windows platform and either C or like maybe C sharp or something. I'm not entirely sure what that project turns into, but you're basically on your own. It's like, go ahead, free code a thing and you can put it in this little program. Let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor app figures. App Figures is all about helping game makers get more downloads and revenue. You know App Figures for analytics and app store optimization. Now App Figures can help you track competitors, from downloads and earnings to their audience demographics and even which SDKs they use. Their competitor intelligence gives great context. Say a competitor adds a new feature or was mentioned in the news. With App Figures, you can see if that brought in more downloads. Have a new app or game idea? App Figures will show you how big the market is and how much you could earn. Whether you're growing your app or building a new one, App Figures can help you reduce risk and get more downloads without a huge budget or a data science degree. It's affordable and simple. App Figures provides guides and tutorials to take you step by step through gaining more visibility with ASO and increasing your revenue by learning from your competitors. Head to appfigures.com/on/gamedevbreakdown to try App Figures for free. If you like it, use our special code GDB3030 to get 30% off for 3 months. Again, that's GDB3030 to get 30% off for 3 months. Big thank you to App Figures for sponsoring the show. Now, there are drawbacks you need to know about right up front with the creator's program. For one thing, it's not just like out there in the main store. It's on a special page where they kind of explain like, uh, fledgling developers made this Godspeed. You know, it, it's definitely not treated with the same reverence as like, here it is a copy of a, an established indie game here for your amusement. This is like, and they, they severely limit what you can do with this game. For one thing, I think it's got a hard size limit on like five gigs. There is no support for achievements. There is no support for traditional multiplayer. So like you you can do like leaderboards. You can do sign in. Uh, there is a cool feature where you can do local multiplayer like couch co-op. And all those players with you, like in your living room, can use their own Xbox Live accounts. But it's it's not going to turn into anything because they can't they can't unlock achievements. You can't connect to the internet and play with other players that way. So you're severely limited, which makes it funny f- for for one reason because if you go the Unity route, they have a Unity asset. They have a custom asset package that's called something like the Xbox live service asset package or or whatever it is. And you bring it in and you, 
it doesn't just support Xbox Live, it's required for this program. So what you have to do is, this, and this is where things get real dicey. You have to bring in this, this asset package. You have to target the UWP platform. So it's got to be a universal Windows app, which they're phasing out. But the thing is, when you bring in this asset package, it doesn't work right on almost any configuration. So you're thinking like, I'll get Unity 2020 and I will uh, switch over to build for UWP and I'll just whip this thing in here into my main game that I've been working on for a year and I'll launch it on Xbox. Well, probably not. You bring it in, it won't build. You try to go in and configure your... They made a wizard that like connects to Microsoft to pull down your stuff from that dashboard we just talked about. So it's like, oh, this convenient tool. That doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> it brings in tons of code files, which by design will throw error messages because they conflict with each other. And you have to go disable all but the version that you are using. So a bunch of copies of the same files, you have to go and disable each version except for the one you're using. And then when you do that, nothing I've tried has worked yet, still. So this is the unwanted stepchild in the, in the Microsoft development family. Like, this is crazy. Uh, I didn't spend as much time looking at the Visual Studio side, but this was a nightmare. Microsoft has a, uh, an article about setting up and targeting Windows 10 and Xbox using Unity. So prerequisites, an Xbox Live account, enrollment in the dashboard we talked about, Windows 10 anniversary update or later, listen to the supported Unity versions. 5.5.4, back when they were numbering Unity versions with stuff like 5.5, 2017.1 or 2017.2. Anything after 2017.2 not officially supported. That's unreal. So you have to have one of those versions of Unity, Microsoft Visual Studio Tools for Unity, and Windows Store.NET scripting backend, special versions of Visual Studio. You can use 2015 or 2017, 15.3.3, with the Universal Windows App Development Tools. You have to download the Xbox Live Platform Extensions SDK. Then you get to the GitHub side where they say known issues. And this is about their Xbox Unity uh, plug-in thing. Known issues. Xbox Live tab is not showing up in Unity. Uh-oh. As a workaround, manually running associationwizard.exe under assets, Xbox Live, tools, association wizard works. Next bullet point. Xbox Live settings class has been renamed to Xbox Live contact settings and is temporarily non-functional. Doesn't that sound like something you would need? It can't connect to the dev center. You go in, configure it manually. Then you come, come into more issues that prevent it from working right. This is a disaster. And you know how this stuff goes if you're a Unity developer. Every time this goes wrong, you're inclined to back out, delete the project file you folder you just started, wipe that out, uninstall Unity, and try a different version, right? That's Unfortunately, that solves a lot of Unity problems, and so you're inclined to do it. But now, you have this other combination of Unity version with Visual Studio version. That takes a long time. So these are two things, and they really do. 
the combinations worked very differently. By the time I was back to Unity, like, what, 2017.1? You're, think of all the things that have been added since then. I was back to the light gray background, super clunky. I felt like I was making an old, like, DOS program. Like, it was a nightmare. All so that I could follow all these steps, go through all these workarounds, and still have it not work. Theoretically, this should have gotten a Unity project going, which you could then enable development mode on your Xbox One that you own, like the retail Xbox, so you don't have to have a special developer kit. The dev mode thing I've actually done on my Xbox, it's easy, it, it's slow, like it took me 15 or 20 minutes to do it, but it was pretty cool, like I was very interested in this, like, oh cool, I'm in developer mode, look at me fancy pants. The, the problem is, though, that I... I've not seen many people even post about successfully getting a Unity project to work this way on a retail Xbox using this Unity plugin thing. Almost no one has done this, and this program's been around for years now. Everybody I've talked to, not talked to, everybody I've researched and found their, their you know, their wrap-ups and their Reddit posts about, like, I released something on this creator program, almost all of them hard-coded. Hard -co that's a weird way to describe that. They whipped out Visual Studio and using no third-party engine, they wrote a game themselves. And the games are things like, they're not like fast refresh, they're like little puzzle games and stuff. And that's cool. I'd be proud of that too. But the problem is, meanwhile, they're on the website going, hey, come develop with us. And they go through this entire thing. You'll spend days and days trying to configure this. And imagine the frustration. Again, if you've created a game that's like big fleshed out you have to like move it over to a special version you have to get this plug-in all wrapped up it's it's not as easy for that person to just go well i'll start a new project from scratch or i'll change versions you, you can't necessarily do that that's why you don't hear as much about this there's a lot more talk from microsoft about like come be an indie developer with us we make it so simple and these influencer accounts who go, look at them, they say it's so simple. Well, I'm here to tell you it's not. It's not that simple. So from my perspective, like <laughs> this greatly, greatly exceeds the frustration threshold that makes this not worth it. It's, it would be so much better to just put something out on Steam. Put something out on Itch. Microsoft made it way too hard here. It would be okay if this stuff worked. If these things worked the way they were they were advertised, that would be cool. But instead, you've got a Unity plugin that hasn't been updated since January, and people are people are leaving issues in their GitHub tab that says like this error message, that error message. Hey, I'm starting to get the feeling this plugin isn't even supported anymore. Can you tell me if this is going to work? I'm in Unity, you know, 2019. I found a Microsoft answer from only three days ago that said the current plugin only supports Unity 5.5 to Unity 2017. Now that's already three years late. We are working towards removing the requirement to use this plugin for creator submissions, but there's no official change yet to announce. Stay tuned. They know people can't make games and they don't care. Now that's, that's a strong characterization for what I just read to you, but I, how would anyone not feel that way, right? This is clearly not a priority for them. Now, meanwhile, on the other side, if you made it into the ID at Xbox program, <laughs> their documentation is much shorter because it goes, 
hey, when you need to configure this with with uh, Unity, just contact your Microsoft representative. They're clearly getting different code, different tools. And in fact, I was able to find documentation for a whole different API that supports the multiplayer, all of the achievement stuff, everything that these people need. I don't know exactly how it ties into uh, Unity, but I saw it suggested somewhere that they have a bunch of scripts you just attach to an object, bloop, and there you go. And I... <laughs> Given given the rate at which big and accomplished indies are able to put stuff on the store, it seems like it must be a lot easier. Because I thought it would be fun just for experimental sake to release a small game on the creator's program. I could tell somebody I've got a game on Xbox. It would just it'd be a bucket list item. It'd be fun. They're gonna have to fix so much of this, or it's never gonna be worth it. Already, if you were to get through this entire process, get this thing certified. Even in the easy certification where they just go, we need to make sure it runs and then we don't care what it is. It goes up in the, in the creator like mini store. No one's going to find it. It doesn't do the stuff Xbox players expect, which is achievements and all that stuff. It's way too hard. I, I, it's not fun for me to sit here and bag on this because I'm, I'm an Xbox fan. I'm a Microsoft fan. I can tell you I'm going to come at all the other platforms just the same way. I'm going to look up. The PlayStation process, I've already taken a look at that. We, <laughs> The Nintendo one's going to be pretty short and sweet. I'm in the Nintendo developer program, and they won't tell me anything. So, I mean, that's super locked down. But I started with Xbox, and man, I am walking away absolutely empty-handed. And in fact, I'm deeply in the negative on time, because I have killed a ton of time this way. So, I can tell you, if I get to make that disc golf game, you're going to have to play it on PC. So far, if I could find a different place to take it, hmm, that might be something. But who I cannot imagine it getting to the Xbox, because even if I, I would certainly use Unity for this. And even if I did, by the time I got approved for, you know, the idea at Xbox program, I've probably done a million things in configuration that would be next to impossible to, to walk back to set it up the way they want it set up. That was kind of the whole point of this exercise is, Find out from the beginning, from the earliest stages, what configuration, what targeting, what resolution, all this stuff. How do I set this project up for success on the Xbox platform? I still have no idea. I really don't. I know that it's going to be this weird, precarious combination of very outdated editors and frameworks and plugins and stuff. And it's a nightmare in a blank project. So imagine one that you did all sorts of unusual stuff to meet your own needs during this project, and now you have to fit that in this weird-shaped hole into the Xbox store. I don't see it happening. Not very easily. We're getting into the <laughs> we're getting into the territory where this is why indies work with publishers. Publishers know this stuff. At least a lot of them do. Whether they are indie publishers or what. Obviously, once you get to be a big managed partner an established studio with a big budget and everything. All this is very different. And then the Microsoft representatives are coming to you and they're making it as easy as possible. Boy, at these low levels, oh, I don't even know how to guide you toward success on the Xbox uh, store because you won't even get into the main store. So your best route to an Xbox indie game is to start the game however you're going to do it 
it's exactly what everybody said. And I said, no, there's got to be a way. There's really not. Not simply. Not until they fix this. And they just put out the Series X. What better time than now to go back, retool this. They've still got, they still have links on the indie documentation that go to 404s. You can't tell me this is a priority for them right now. They see that. They see when somebody hits a 404. Fix it. Overhaul this. Add these games to the real store. Pick back up XNA or something like it. Uh, Start putting together, start maintaining. Here's an easy one, guys. If Microsoft just came off of maintaining an entire language and an entire framework for developing Xbox games, and they're no longer doing that, how easy would it be for them to in-house maintain a Unity project that works with the Xbox plugin and put that on their GitHub? I do stuff like that myself for different frameworks. Microsoft could do that. If this was really a priority, this wouldn't be a problem. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go into this. I wouldn't speak about this with this much passion and get this animated about this. If I didn't believe in Microsoft, I got friends there. I've been a customer forever. I love their stuff, but they can do better for the, for the little guy. And I mean, there's, you know, they're sitting there pulling in these fees from people who go, I'll make this work. It's me. I trust me. I'll pay this 20 bucks. I'll pay this hundred bucks. And then I'm going to release a game on the Xbox. So if they're sitting there taking in these fees, I mean, I fell for this. I, I paid it back in uh, March, I think. So I've, I've been a paid, uh, cre- <laughs> what's it considered? I'm, I'm considered a, a partner, a development partner, but I paid them a long time ago and got none of the support I expected. If you leave comments on the GitHub, it's like, this is a known issue. Try this thing that was recommended by this user because we don't know anything about it. It's not support. It's the opposite of that. So I'd love to think that this is their situation because behind the scenes, they've got something else planned. I don't know for sure. They say they're working on stuff. They, when they say they're working on removing the requirement for that plugin, it could be because they're about to release a whole new set of tools or they're about to change the program and the way it works. It could mean a lot of things, but they just put out a new system, which as far as I'm concerned is a little bit light on games. So indies with promising products could, could help them fill things out a little bit. You know, again, we're not going to, we're not going to make the destiny killer or, you know, release the next halo, but we can give people something to do. And I mean, Every developer has a chance to go viral, hit it big, and put a bunch of new eyes on the Xbox. Why not, right? So we just need that support. So, whoo, walking away from our first look at developing for consoles, uh, it's a big L. I took a loss on this one. (laughs) Like, I am walking away defeated, frustrated, and deeply disappointed. So, hey, if any of you as an indie has done some version of this, are you on the Xbox? Let's hear about it. Tell me. Maybe you could answer answer some questions for me. Again, I'm not an expert at this stuff, and I think that's why I'm in a good position to do it, because I am taking the time to research this stuff so that hopefully some of you don't have to. I'll put together as detailed show notes as I can on this, at least in a reasonable amount of time, and I'll answer questions as they come, because I have scoured the documentation. I've tried everything I could, and again... I feel like with enough time, I could maybe find some, I could, I would probably luck into a version that would build 
and that I could uh, export out of Unity. But God, it would be a nightmare to do. And I would really hate to have to drag this to the finish line just to watch this fade into obscurity on their little mini store. So I'm really hoping for positive changes here. But that is your look at developing for the Xbox as an indie without like a big, awesome track record. So it's kind of bleak. And I'm sorry to bring that news. Happy birthday, Xbox 360. Yay. (sighs) Well, if you enjoy the Game Dev Breakdown podcast, I would love if you would subscribe wherever you're at, wherever you like to get podcasts. We're there. Hit follow on Spotify, that kind of thing. We have show notes at CodeWritePlay.com. We're all over social media. We have a Discord server. That's linked on CodeWritePlay. If you search for Discord, that'll come right up. And uh, on social, you can follow GameDevPod on Twitter, CodeWritePlay, and me, Todd Mitchell, at MechaToddzilla, 1D, 2Ls. And uh, love hearing from you guys. Thanks to everybody who brought some uh, topics to my attention. Thanks to the people who... Uh, several people reached out and went, yeah, the Lego thing was cool. Tell me about those programs where I can build stuff. I have links to those programs at CodeWrite Play. You can download those things that you can use to make your own Lego stuff in 3D. It's very cool. It's free. Why not? Have fun. Knock yourself out. I love that you guys are excited about this like I was. That's what we've got going on. I am working on a presentation for a virtual game developer conference this week. So I'm not sure what exactly we'll do for Thursday. Also, that's a holiday show. So um, might be a combination of things. I'll hopefully be releasing a little more info about what's coming for the weekend. And uh, we'll we'll do something fun as well. Maybe another look at a console. I don't know. So (laughs) uh, still, still putting finishing touches on a few things. So in the meantime, follow up. Let me know how you're enjoying all this. And uh, see you around the web. Work hard while you can, and then let's get ready to chill out for the holiday break. Todd Mitchell here. Have a good one. Congratulations on your game dev breakdown, whatever that is. Sounds idiotic to me.